here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, back again with another show, of course. And before we get into today's act, and it is an act of guitar playing madness, I love it. Um, really, really special today. And uh, go over to dharmicevolution.com and check out on the website if you haven't seen the Dharmic Rising Stars Spotify playlist yet, check it out. We're up to over 100 songs on three different, I'm sorry, four different playlists now. We added another one. And I'll bet your music is on there and you don't even know it. Go check it out. And also, while you're there, you can sign up for your favorite platform to receive this show every single week. Hey, so uh, this band has been called a heavier version of Leonard Skinner, crossed with the Allman Brothers Band. While being mentioned in such heady company is flattering, one thing they are not is a retro act. They are taking what came naturally from their collective influences a step further. Fronted by lead vocalist, guitarist Clint Wolsey's smoldering soulful vocals and unmistakable stage presence, stage left and stage right are burning with dual lead guitars of James Edwards and Ted Hennington. Add to these the blood-bonded rhythm section of the Mud Brothers, Paul Zettler on bass vocals and David Zettler on drums and vocals, and you have caught lightning in a bottle. This band has built their audience through relentless touring year-round, along with radio tours inserted into the schedule. Having been together since 2012, the band is able to widen their collective set list while throwing in band and audience favorites of country and rock legendary songs. With over 500 shows throughout the U.S. in the last few years, they've steadily added more and more dates each year and are looking forward to some great new music in 2022. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today on the Dharmic Evolution from the Music City to visit with Stone Senate. Clint, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me, James. I've really been looking forward to it, man. You know, I've been watching, yeah, thanks. I've been watching your progress and uh, checking you guys out. And I came across you a couple months ago and we we had a little problem connecting and we had to do a little uh, change of schedule. But I'm so glad you're here today to talk about the uh, success and the story behind this band, which I really love personally. I love the kind of music you guys are doing. Um, as a guitar player, I tell you, I know what goes into uh, creating guitar tones and arrangements and all that is behind the curtain on that. So I, I can't say enough about how much I appreciate what you guys are doing. Hey, <clears throat> thank you so much for, for saying that. And and for checking the band out and everything, you know, we're just, uh, well, we've, we've been at it, you know, for, for about 10 years, I guess. And, uh, so we're just kind of starting to, to see some success, you know what I mean? The, the last few years and stuff. And so, uh, and, uh, we just kind of been, been building the, the, the sound, up, you know, uh, pretty much the, the whole time we, we've been together, you know, <clears throat> uh, trying to get better, better songs and, and, uh, and really try and, um, 
establish our 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 sound i guess if, if that makes sense you know <clears throat> so we really really do appreciate you checking it out man you know we're kind of doing it the the grassroots style uh you know the way of, of spreading the, the word about the bandit stuff you know so yeah it's a exciting process <laughs> it, it's it's the um it's the tried and true and best method out there you know it's really putting in the work i saw your post on facebook and it just made me made me laugh but um it was an empathetic laugh because i see you guys working on the, the vehicle and it's like oh what next you know it's like the car break the truck breaks down and and you know it's just another roadblock you know of many many roadblocks and many many gigs that were some were fantastic and some were not so fantastic and and who knows better um what someone goes through but you guys who have been on the road for like 10 years or so uh so that is really just it's a it's a brutal undertaking at times to have to you know to have to go through all these perilous storms on the journey you know right yeah <laughs> you know we we kind of take the the good with the bad there you know um and it's all mostly good you know but you definitely have a a breakdown here or there uh, this one was just a uh replacing a a headlight bulb so it wasn't too bad. Piece but, of cake. Uh, yeah, learning a lot about that van, you know, over the last few years of having it, you know. But uh, we've definitely had a, a few bad breakdowns out on the road and stuff and been put out of commission for, you know, two, three days at a time and stuff waiting on repairs, you know. But uh, but it, it just kind of – it just uh, something that, that, that goes along with uh, with traveling, you know, especially as much as, as we do, you know. So yeah, so you've got um, you've got a pretty, uh, pretty rigorous touring schedule from what I what I've seen. You know, doing a lot of dates in a short amount of time. Um, can you tell me, is there a regional preference for Stone Senate uh, as far as where you guys tour? Have you built up like a, a bunch of faves, middle of the country, from Nashville to Texas, or are we from Texas to Canada? Like. Like, where's the best home that you guys feel like you're really being received well? You know, it's 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 kind of weird, man. It's because we go all over the country, <clears throat> and uh, so there's there's certain spots, pretty much all over the country. You know that that we, we get a, a really good uh, turnout and and all that. Uh, West Virginia is is one of them. Uh, Let's see, uh, out in uh, uh, California and Nevada, you know, and um, uh, th those are always good for us. Uh, Texas is always good. Uh, and uh, we do a lot of these uh, motorcycle rallies around the country, you know, so Daytona and uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. And, I was going to uh, ask yeah. you about that because I saw the I saw your video with the bikes and I said, I wonder if these guys are Sturgis fans. Um, can yeah. you, can you tell me a little bit about that? Cause, um, I think that's a fascinating, uh, place and that, that event they have every year. Did you guys get a chance to go this year and did you play there or did you just go and tour there? <clears throat> you know, uh, we actually, we played the, uh, the Iron Horse Saloon, uh, this year. Uh, we did, uh, it was, uh, five shows in three days. So we, we would do the Iron Horse each afternoon. Um, and then we would play the, the Iron Horse. They also have a campsite out there in Sturgis uh, called the Steel Pony. And so we would play that at night, you know, and that was uh, that they, they were both uh, a lot of fun. You know, the, the campsite was really fun just because 
people really letting loose out there and they don't have far to go, you know, to get to their tent or, or wherever they may be camping and stuff, you know, so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Uh, we'd had the opportunity to, uh, we played the Buffalo chip, uh, back in 2018 with, uh, sticks and collective soul, which was, which was really cool. You know, uh, Buffalo chips, a, a bit bigger of a venue. Um, but, uh, you know, but it's, it's just so cool to just go out there to Sturgis, you know, and then, we had some downtime and we were able to go see Mount Rushmore and the, uh, the new, or not new, I guess, but, uh, uh, work in progress of the, uh, the crazy horse monument that they're blasting yeah. into that. That's you know, been going on for like, I started looking at that. I believe it was like 30 years ago and said, wow, yeah, look really? at this thing. It's been, it's That's been forever. Incredible. And the last I had heard is, was that the, uh, the United States government wanted to give them some money to help donate towards the cause. And they said, no, thanks. We'll do this all on our own. <laughs> you know, and is that, is that South Dakota? Is that where, where Sturgis is? It, uh, yes, sir. Sturgis, it, it Sturgis is. is. Okay. And, yeah, and I uh, think that's where Crazy Horse is too, right? The monument. I think it's in the same area. Yeah, it's it's not too far, you know, but the, the Wyoming state line is so close to Sturgis. Yeah. Uh, I, I should know this, but uh, I believe the Crazy Horse Monument is in South Dakota. Yeah, um, it's, it's but, some uh, impressive thing. It's supposed to uh, dwarf Mount Rushmore. It's supposed to be so gigantic, you know. I can't wait till they finally finish that thing. So, I, uh, so you guys, you played with, you were at Sturgis. I love these names, Buffalo Chip, and it's like the yeah. Iron Horse, and it's I, like, man, we're back in the old West here, you know. I just love this. And you played with Sticks, and which I was um, a really big fan of Sticks. First, when they when they came out with their stuff so many years ago, and then also uh, Collective Soul uh, writes such good songs and has such a great sound. So that must have been some sweet gig because you guys fit right in man with your sound you know what we were really excited to to get that gig you know and um it was uh it was great they've got the buffalo chip has a uh, a really big amphitheater uh and the, with a, a huge stage and and production and all that and then a, a, a really big uh, uh dirt racetrack you know is where everybody kind of gathers in to watch all the shows and stuff and um, that's probably, I guess, the, the biggest venue out there, you know. Uh, so that was very exciting uh, for sure, you know, to, to get on that show. And and uh, and then just meeting uh, all the folks that, that come out and, and camp for 10 days, you know, and and uh, and go to all these shows and, and stuff. And so it's uh, that's that's probably my personal favorite place to to go out to you know and and uh and play and stuff you know so it, it's always a really good time yeah last time i checked the the average um crowd size as far as the whole you know flow of people coming to sturgis was over a million people did you guys hit those numbers this year again do you know yeah the the numbers that we we were hearing was uh it was over seven hundred fifty thousand bikes i guess yeah. is what they expecting this year but in the last few years uh, I, I know it's been well, well over a million from what they've told us you yeah. know and it's such a small little town you know uh, every day except the 10 days that, that Sturgis goes on I guess you know so yeah. uh, all bikers and folks come in and kind of take over the town and uh, but it's really cool man there's a uh, it's a uh, 
it's a really laid back uh, atmosphere out there and stuff. And uh, I definitely recommend I'd recommend it to anybody, man, you know, that uh, to go out there and check that out. It's uh, they have some great shows out there, you know, and uh, anything from rock to, to country to heavy metal, you know, to they have rap and just all kinds of stuff, man. So there's a little something for everybody out there, I think. You know? Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, for you folks out there who are wondering who is Stone Senate and what do they sound like? We're going to find out right now. So let's check this song out. This is called Down. Down now I'm down for 
on the end man talk about some raging guitars that was awesome awesome so let me ask you a little bit about the band so you guys are traditionally uh five piece and two guitars bass drums and a kick-ass vocalist yeah well you're very kind to say that it's actually three guitars because I, I play a lot of the rhythm stuff right and then uh, two other guitar players do a lot of the the lead stuff and you know, and, and, uh, and, and all that. And then, uh, then bass and drums, you know, so it's a, it's a great group of guys though, man, we're, we've really become a, a little family, you know, yeah. uh, here years together. So. And I noticed that you, um, you know, this is something I pay a lot of attention to because I know how long it takes, um, for somebody to get their guitar tones together, you know, and it's not something where you just plug in one day and say, hey, there's my sound. Nah, it's like, it's like going through pedals after pedals and amps and guitars and trying out different combinations and what sounds good in what room. And, you know, it's kind of an endless uh, pursuit of who am I as a guitarist. And uh, I really admired the, the complimentary sounds that you guys uh, get. And in that way, you are um, a lot like Leonard Skinner, not in sound, but you know, you've got complementary styles and sounds going on on the solos, and uh, and you got some great slide playing too. So it all really, really um, showcases the songwriting uh, as well. So how long did it take you guys to get to that point where you you finally said, ah, it sounds like it sounds like we've we've been born, man. Our personality has been developed. <laughs> you know. Uh- as, as far as uh, the the tones and everything, um, before uh, myself and the other four guys got together, we had all played in, in other bands and stuff, you know. And so I, I think we were all able to kind of, over the years, try and, and really nail down, you know, the, the tone that each guy wanted, you know. Yeah, right. And uh, once we once we got in the, in the studio, uh, our, our producer, Toby Wright, he really, uh, really kind of nailed down the, the, the tone that, that we were all really wanting and stuff. Cause he brought in a, a bunch of his gear, you know, and, and a few of his amps and stuff. And so, uh, I really think that that made a huge difference for us on, on this record, uh, is working with Toby, you know, cause he, he's a, he's a big guitar tone guy, you know? And so we, we spent, uh, we spent a lot of time on that stuff, <laughs> you know. So, but it was, so he's um, so Toby is was he engineering the session as well? Uh, yes, sir. He was engineering, produced, yeah. wow. uh, and also mixed it. You know, and so uh, and I will also say this: uh, we, we've all been using some Carl Martin uh, pedals, and uh, and man, I, 
uh, you know, I thought that really made a, a huge difference, man. Um, adding adding those into the lineup of uh, of everything you know that we're running through, and so uh, I highly highly recommend the, the Carl Martin stuff, man. It's uh, it's it's some really solid solid sounded stuff, man. Well, I got the new Sweetwater water catalog here. It came the other day, so I'll be I'll be digging in and checking it out. It's it's only it's only twelve hundred pages. I should have it done by next <laughs> next month, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a Sweetwater fan myself, you know. Yeah, they they have everything under the sun, you know. I, I, I'm not uh, I'm not you know promoting Sweetwater, but you know you get this. You're on the same mailing list that I am. I bet. Um, <laughs> so so. With the band, like when you guys first connected, like um, first of all, um, are you guys from the Tennessee area? Where did you all grow up? Like where are you all from? Uh, well, uh, I grew up here in Nashville, uh, and then the the other four guys uh, all uh, live and, uh, and and pretty much grew up around Meridian, Mississippi. And so, uh, and the four of them, they they still live down there as well. So. They, they make a little bit of a uh, commute up here to Nashville about every weekend, you know, when, when we're heading out somewhere. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, all those guys, they've spent a lot of time here in Nashville as well, you know. So it's uh, you could almost say they were from here, I guess. They've been up up here so so much, you know, over the, the, the years and stuff. Yeah, so you got two brothers in the band, right? So how did you guys all connect? Like, it, like what, any, any story to that? Yeah, you know, um, uh, I met uh, Paul Zettler, our bass player, back in 2008, and um, uh, he and I started putting a band together um, with, with a few other uh, players and stuff, and then one by one, we started, you know, people would leave, and we would add a new member, uh, and Paul's younger brother, David Zettler, who's our drummer, he, he was the first one to get added in when we lost our the the original drummer we were playing with you know and then one of our guitar players left and we added james edwards uh who, who's one of the lead guitar players now and then uh and then the last one to add in was uh ted hennington uh the, the other lead guitar player you know right so it was um, it took a few years and stuff you know but um it was it was kind of almost worth the wait man because this to me this this lineup is is just about perfect you know everybody's really 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 close we get along and everybody's shooting for this the same goal you know of uh being able to really make a, a living at playing music and stuff you know and so everybody really kind of goes the extra mile uh to, to make to make anything like this happen you know for us and stuff and so it's uh, it, it's a great group of guys man that's that's for sure i'm lucky to be with them you know yeah, so I, I noticed the uh, the songwriting allows for um, plenty of soloing, which is so refreshing to hear after, you know, um, a lot of music, contemporary music, whether it be, I don't, no matter what genre, has not allowed, um, you know, it's like get to the chorus, get it simple, get it three minutes and out, and you guys uh, are not just a jam band, but you're, you have really good songs that allow um, the interaction of if you're a guitar fan, um, what's not to love, you know. So, was that did that come sort of by accident or or by total design? It's just that everybody loved this type of music and gravitated toward um, achieving that goal. You know what? We all really just kind of love that that style of music. You know, the the southern rock, uh, 
Skinner, the Black Crows, the Allman Brothers band. Uh, and so uh, it just it was kind of a natural thing for us, I think, as far as having the guitar solos in there, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, well, you know, well, we, we also keep in mind, you know, uh, uh, about the uh, length of these songs, you know, some of them, if, if we're trying to get one to radio, you know, obviously that that's gotta be, you know, about three and a half minutes or, yeah. and so sometimes uh, we, we just uh, get a, a radio edit done so we can still uh, keep, you know, the, the solos and the jam parts and stuff in there for, for the record, you know, and then, uh, and just have the radio edit go out. Um, but, uh, but, for the most part, man, we just, we, we really enjoy that. We, we just really enjoy playing and stuff, man. And especially uh, having the two lead players that we have. It's a lot of fun to, uh, to see them, you know, get, getting down on a solo and stuff like that, man. So it's, uh, I think it just kind of came naturally with, with all the stuff we grew up listening to, you know, and the stuff that we really enjoy, you know. Yeah, so no problem hijacking audiences out there. I mean, the, the Skinner audiences are still alive and well. And you know, I, I said that you guys remind me of them. It's more. It's not more. It's not really about um, the, the sound of your music. It's more of the way the band is built. The um, the relationship of the instrumentation. And it also, you guys remind me of the Grateful Dead in that Grateful Dead never had a hit song, I don't think, or it took them, if they did, it was like, uh, you know, probably 50 years later, but they just said, we're going to do our thing, go out there and build our audience. And they did it one venue at a time. And it's just remarkable when you look at the history of, they really didn't need a label, they really didn't need anything, but the next venue to play at and people would show up. And you guys seem to be, doing the same thing so um it kind of got me a little bit of ex excited when i heard your music and saw what you were doing i said uh you know this is a great path you know and and uh, i think you're doing it the right way yeah thank you so much james i tell you what that was really the only option that, that we had starting out was just to uh to play as many shows as many places you know th that we could so we we kind of took uh just about every show that, that was offered, if we could physically make it there in time, <laughs> well, we, we'd take it, you know, and uh, no matter what the money was, a lot of times there wasn't any money, you know, it was just uh, an opportunity for us and stuff. And um, and by doing that, man, uh, uh, we've really built up a, a, uh, a really cool, solid fan base, you know, and obviously we're still, still building that up, you know, but, um, uh, but it's, I, I think doing it, like you were saying, kind of the, the grassroots style, just going out and playing live and stuff. Uh, I, I think that hits a little different. It hits people differently than, you know, they hear you on the radio or, or, or you know what I mean? And, uh, I, I guess my, my point being that, uh, we try and meet so many of these folks, you know, that come out to the shows and stuff. And so I, I guess there's, uh, to, to us there, there's a little more of a connection you know with the with the with the fans and stuff and and um and and all that i guess if, if that makes any sense you know <laughs> yeah well yeah it does because they become your family you know it's like it's like they're, they're not only supporting you but you kind of have um 
you, you kind of have this bonded interest in the same vehicle, which is music, which it always gets down to. I mean, that's the, that's the component that drives all of us. And it doesn't matter whether if you're on the creative side or the receptive side, you know, you're all experiencing the same thing, you know, and that energy just connects people and, and people just love that. You know, it's like, there's, it's kind of priceless. Um, and I think we've lost a little bit of that with uh, the last couple of years with, you know, the, the pandemic and things like that, which, which distanced people physically and not having that space to, to breathe in together and to like meet somebody and, and make eye contact and find out who is this person who wrote the song or who is this person who just listened to my song. And, you know, we have this common bonded interest. So I think that goes such a long way that people, we kind of forgot about how valuable that is. And it, it really is. It's kind of priceless. I completely agree, man. I completely agree. You know, we, we, uh, we try and keep in touch with, with as many, as many folks as we can, you know, if, if they're reaching out to us, we're definitely reaching back out to them and, you know, and then seeing everybody out at the shows and stuff and, uh, just really try and, uh, you know, get that connection, formed and 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 staying together with it i guess you know yeah you'll never you'll never remember what you paid for the ticket 20 years from now but you will remember the conversation that they had with you you know (laughs) they'll say i remember man after they came off the stage and they talked with us and it was so cool people just never want to forget about that hey let's talk a little bit uh clint about your um your creative process now how does it work with you guys um how where is the genesis of the songs coming from you know what happens like who has an idea are you writing are you all writing or is it just a couple of guys writing and how do you get into post-production before you hit the studio um well we we all kind of write on our own and then uh you know somebody will bring in an idea uh, like a lyric idea or a guitar riff or something like that. And then we bring it all, we bring it into to the band and then we all kind of work our way through it, you know, and then kind of put the songs together like that, you know? Um, and then uh, as far as uh, pre-production, th- this album uh, is actually the, the first album we've actually done pre-production on, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, just because uh, these were all brand new songs. Um, and so we were still putting them together, you know, even uh, adding some final touches to them and stuff, even in the studio the day we were, we were tracking them, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, our previous two albums or uh, two EPs, um, we had been playing those songs live, you know, for, for a long time. So they were pretty much set. And then when we recorded those, we just kind of went in, uh, set the mics up, hit hit record, mixed it, and and that was about it, you know. Uh, but uh, with this this new album, uh, we really put a whole lot of effort and uh, and time into the pre production with our producer Toby Wright, you know, and uh, he he had a big hand in helping us kind of craft these songs and finalize them and and all that you know so it was it was a whole different process uh but it was really enjoyable you know and it was uh it was definitely a learning experience for me uh as far as doing it like that you know which is probably the the correct way i guess to to make a good album or a good record you know is 
you know, getting all your homework done uh, during the pre-production, you know what I mean? And, and being really, really prepared to go in yeah. and, and get making it, you know? Yeah. So let's play another one for everybody. And this one, a lot of people will agree with this title. Whiskey helps. <laughs> yeah. Everybody! 
That's all I can say, folks. Play it loud. <laughs> Nothing like cranking up. I, I love it when I feel like the Marshall stack is right next to me, you know, and it's just it's just cranking away. Um, it, it sounds like you guys had a good time making this record. We absolutely did. You know, there was a lot of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there was a lot of uh, of real kind of feel-good, <clears throat> feel-good, up-tempo songs on there, and then there was a lot of, uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, not not so feel good songs, you know, just written about uh, different emotions and and breakups, you know, and uh, just all that stuff. So there's there's a little bit of everything, uh, in my opinion, on this album, you know. And so it's uh, but we had an absolute blast making it, though, man. It was uh, it was really, really it was a lot of fun. You know, uh, yeah. it was a lot of but it was definitely a lot of fun. And it was a pleasure to work with uh, Toby Wright you know, producing and engineering and, and mixing this stuff with us, you know. And uh, Toby, is his home is Nashville, is that correct? Uh, he was living here in Nashville. He just moved back out to uh, to L.A. Uh, right after we got done with this with this record. Oh, wow. Swan song? Come on back, Toby. Where are you going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, man. You know, <laughs> he, he, he gets around a lot, you yeah. know, so I know he's uh, – yeah, he's uh, he he works he he works his ass off, you know. So uh, he, he's always out doing something so, somewhere else, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he, I'm sure you haven't seen the last of him. Hey, who's playing a uh, slide in the band? Is that Ted or is that James or both or who's who's a slide player? Uh, that that would be James. Yeah, very nice, All very nice. Stuff. Yeah, you guys, I love that component added in along with you know the traditional soloing, but. Um, it just it just suits your music so well. So really, really awesome. Um, out on the road, Clint. Um, tell me, aside from the 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 usual challenges of breakdowns and whatever, um, what is the most appealing part of that whole experience? Because you guys you guys have been hitting it hard for a while now. Um, ups and downs. Can you get good food? Like, what's the biggest challenge and the, and the the greatest, uh, you know, uh, elation? Uh, I should put it that way um, of your experience on the road. You know what? I think the biggest challenge is uh, is getting enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but we we all we all love playing music, and we really all love playing music with each other. And, uh, and so that, that, that's really what, what's driving us, you know, to, to get out on the road and stuff. And, um, you know, we just, uh, it's just something about, I guess, just riding down the, inter riding down the highway or the interstate, you know, um, uh, knowing you're going to the, the next show, you know, and it's going to be a blast, whether there's five people there or 500, you know, uh, we're still going to get to go up there and, <clears throat> have a couple of beers and, uh, or a couple of drinks, you know, and, uh, and, and run through our, our set list and stuff. And, um, and so it's just, uh, it's just a mutual love that we all have of, uh, of playing live music, you know, and, and like I said, especially playing music w with each other, you know, and then, and then you also get to, you know, like we spoke, spoke about earlier, you get to, uh, to, to meet a lot of different folks that, that come out, you know, and, and, um, uh, so it's, uh, I think it's just, just the whole love of it, man, is what drives us, you know, um, 
to, to get out there and do it. Uh, aside from, uh, trying to get, uh, enough or any sleep <laughs> is, uh, uh, that that's kind of a, a, a downside of it, but, uh, but that's okay. You know, um, we, we ride in a, uh, in a sprinter van and so it's got, uh, four bunk beds in it, uh, and then four captain's chairs. And so, uh, and that thing just doesn't have very good shocks on it, you know, so oh, it's, boy. uh, <laughs> get bounced around pretty good, you know, but, uh, but uh, you know, it's, you take the good with the bad, you know, uh, definitely not complaining by any means, but, uh, just above uh, a, uh, covered wagon. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's definitely better than a covered wagon yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but. But yeah, man, we all, we all just love it, man. You know, so it's, uh, we look forward to it and, uh, you know, being home, you know, for more than a week or two is, uh, is definitely, uh, is, is definitely too, too long, you know, so yeah. we're, we're always to get back at it, you know, immediately, you know. So, so uh, let me ask you this, cause I, I've, um, been, been hearing and seeing this for some time. Um, people who, um, let's take like an Elton John or somebody like that. And there's many people like him who all have the same uh, battle cry towards the end of their tour and say, that's it. I am never, ever playing again. It's my, it's my goodbye tour. And then I, I just imagine them sitting at home for like two weeks, walking around in circles going, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I was so looking forward to giving this up and having peace. And now I can't stand it. I got to get the hell out of here and get back on the road and play. I mean, that, that's kind of what I'm getting from you. It's like, you know, yeah, we just finished up and it was grueling, but now it's like, I, I can't wait to get back out again. Is that how it feels, right? That's absolutely how it feels for us. You know, I, obviously guys like Elton, uh, Elton John and, and folks like that have been doing it for a lot longer than we have, you yeah. know, so I can understand how they would get a little, little tired of it, you know, but, uh, but we're, uh, we're, we're still, uh, still running hard man you know and uh, and loving just about every minute of it you yeah know, even the break <laughs> yeah you know billy joel found a way to circumvent that problem because he said all right he made a deal with madison square garden said i'll play once a month and if, if i don't sell out then i stop and he's been doing it i don't know how many years now and he just like it's the best thing because he, he lives i think in long island still so he takes the limo in once a month and that's his tour you know and uh so i guess yeah. whatever works for you is cool that, that what a great idea and i tell you what i'd love to go see one of his shows up there at madison square garden you know yeah it's like uh, it's his he, house you know it's so weird yeah, right <laughs> oh, man i'd love to see that and i, I think that's a, a really cool idea and he gets to sleep in his own bed at night, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's what was killing him is like, he just, he said he just couldn't take the travel anymore, you know? So, but, uh, but, uh, but I know what, I know what you're saying. So tell me about like the opportunity for new songs on the road. I know you guys must get, you know, a, a whole slew of ideas out there to bring back to, you know, a later date. Do you ever get a chance to just sit around acoustic style and maybe, or maybe with one guitar plugged in and just say, hey, let's riff on this and just build some backlog, like really, really um, rough catalog for future um, opportunities in the studio. Do you guys get a chance to do that? Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, uh, a lot of times... Uh, we, we can request a, uh, a longer sound check, you know, before the venues open. And so we can go in there and get set up and, and have, have some time to run through some guitar riff ideas, 
or anything like that, you know, and uh, we, we carry acoustic guitars with us a lot. And so if we're in a hotel room or even riding down the road in the van, you know, we pull one out and um, use our little voice memo recorder on the, on the iPhones, you know, yeah. and uh, it's some, um, at least get the idea laid down, you know, and then everyone can have a copy of it and kind of start maybe putting together uh, a change or two for it, you know, or, or some lyrics, you know, or anything like that. So we, it's definitely a constant process for us as far as uh, coming up with ideas and, and writing new songs and stuff, you know, yeah. so, um, well, which is, uh, which is, is really great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Brother. No, it's your, it's your show. I told you that. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let me uh, let me ask you about you and when you were coming into your own as as a musician. Where did you first get the idea that this was built for you? This is the, this is going to be your life. Did you um, did you start like really early playing guitar? How did you first get connected to music? And what first caught your ear? Was it a song? Was it a band? Or just being in Nashville, you had no choice. <laughs> you know what? Uh, my my mother and father have been in the music industry. Uh, my whole life, you know, uh, my, my father's, uh, he's an artist manager, uh, artist management. And so, um, Irv. He's growing up, uh, Irv, I'm sorry, uh, Irv, Irv. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. checking him out earlier. I want, I wanted to ask you about that. So I'm glad you touched on that. So go ahead, please. Oh yeah, man. Uh, and so, uh, I'd go on tour with, with my dad who, who was out with George Strait. uh, uh, you know, pretty much my, my whole life, you know? So I go out with them every summer and ride the bus and stuff. And, uh, they'd have me help sell, sell some merchandise and stuff, you know, during the concerts and, uh, just being around it and even like smelling the, the, the bus diesel exhaust, you know what I mean? And yeah. just being backstage and it just the whole, everything about it, man, just really, really turned me on, man. It was really, uh, it was like love at first sight, you know? And then, um, uh, and then when I was about uh, 14 years old, uh, I joined my, my first band and I was playing drums in it. Uh, I had started playing drums when I was about eight. Um, and then uh, after drums, uh, I moved on to bass guitar for a couple of years and then, um, uh, and then learned, uh, learned the six string guitar and stuff. Uh, and so I've, I've really just been in bands uh, ever, ever since then, man, you know, uh, uh, some were great. Some were not so great, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, well, I think what really helped me kind of cut cut my teeth and stuff really well. I played in a uh, in a strictly all covers band for about eight years, uh, and we we played seven nights a week, you know, all around Nashville at the honky tonks and and all that stuff, and um, sometimes a couple of shows a day, you know, uh, or a couple shows a night, and uh, so that really helped me find my my, my singing voice uh, and, and nail that down, I think, and then. It really helped my guitar playing, you know, and, and just just everything about it was great. Um, it was just uh, playing other people's songs just kind of got a little old after after so many years of doing it, you know. Um, and so I really just wanted to strictly focus on my my original bands, you know, which I, which I always had. I just was not able to do a whole lot with it uh, just because we weren't able to make a whole lot of money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so making the decision to uh, to really focus in on on the on this original band a few years or yeah about ten years ago um, 
you know, was uh, was a big decision, I, I think, for me and stuff. And uh, luckily, I, I found the right guys to, to do it with, you know. And so, um, but uh, that that was kind of how it how it all uh, became, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. Well, it's, it's challenging to get out there and, you know, make a living at this, um, you know, especially after the last piece that we had was live shows got taken away a while back. But you guys are, you're back on the trail now and building your fan base and going to all these shows and, you know, people are discovering you live, which is, you know, again, there's no better way to do this, I think, because it's it spells longevity, you know. And as far as the cover thing, I don't think there's a better way to really do it, to really understand, you know, um, songwriting, uh, unless you go through that and you, you figure out, like, what did somebody else do? And, you know, how did they get to that point where they wrote a good song? And I, I think that gets built into you. And the Beatles are a great case to make for that is they played covers after covers, you know, like you said, every single night, two, sometimes three shows a night, four shows a night, and just played their, their butts off. And I think eventually it just, it gets, it gets built into you. Like, you know, um, you don't even have to be a theorist any, or anything in music. It's just innate, you know, it's in your subconscious now. And it's like, you know where the bridge should come, come in. You know that the solo should come right after the bridge. Or, And I don't like to be too, um, you know, too, uh, you know, predominantly scientific about the structure of music. And, and I love to break rules like they never open with a chorus. Well, I do whenever I can because I like to break right. rules. But, <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if, unless you go to school in some fashion... And there's probably no better way than being a cover band and, and just learn how it's really done. I think that really serves you later on when your your own personality kind of melds with, okay, wh where, where's the math in this? And I can pu pull all these things together and have a great song. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. You know, and we still play uh, a few covers and stuff, you know, uh, in our set every time, man. Um, you know, just because, uh, well, whether it's, you know, we, we just love the song or we love the band, you know, uh, but uh, it's always nice to, to throw a few of those in. Um, yeah, you know, it's in, becoming uh, it's becoming a not just a, an accepted thing like, you know, you'll probably probably still never hear Dylan do a cover song because he doesn't have time. It's like, it's like right. <laughs> he's got too many decades of his portfolio is like ridiculous, you know. But 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 right. other than that, like you take a band like Zach Brown. Now, these guys are they're real musicians. I mean, these guys are they're so solid. And they do the most amazing covers. And they do, like, just pretty much anything you could think of, they'll do. And I think people really appreciate that if you have, you know, your own sound, yet you lend your sound to an established artist and look what comes out, you know, and something really fabulous comes out. I think that's awesome. Absolutely, man. And plus, you know, it's, it's, it's still a lot of fun to to play a lot of that stuff you know yeah. um definitely i didn't mean to I, I wasn't meaning to to knock playing covers you know what i mean right uh, right but but like you said it's a great way to uh, cut your teeth and, and all that stuff man and it, it i know it helped me tremendously you know uh to to get where i am today you know and so it's uh it's always cool and plus you know you you, you just you learn so much man you know trying to figure out other people's guitar riffs or, or bass lines or anything like that, you know? So yeah. it's, yeah. 
I'm, I'm a big fan of it still, you know. It, but it's nice to play your own stuff as, as well, I guess, you know. <laughs> so celebrating here, uh, Clint, the, the newest release is Dusk, correct? Uh, yes, sir, that, that is correct. All right, we're going to have all of your links, of course, in the show notes. So anybody who wants to connect to uh, Stone Senate, you can pick up all the links uh, their YouTube channel, their website, Instagram, everything. I, I've hooked up with you on pretty much everything, so uh, we can we can stay in touch that with that. But as we're winding down, um, any last words you would like to say to our uh, collective audience out there in seventy something seventy one countries and and all of your fans, um, and especially if you'd like to say something about the newer musicians up and coming. Uh, any sage words of advice, any counsel you can offer anybody, the floor is yours, Clint. Uh, thank you so much, James, man. <clears throat> I, I just say to any of the, the upcoming musicians, just to to get out there and, and play, 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 man. Play, play live and rehearse as much as, as humanly possible, because uh, that uh, seemed to really uh, help, help me and the, the band boys out uh, a whole lot, you know. Um, and, uh, and I'd just like to say, uh, I hope everybody, uh, gives us stone Senate a, a listen and, um, man, we just, uh, I, I really appreciate you, James, uh, having me on here to, to chat with you today and stuff, man. And, um, uh, hope to, to come back at some point, man, on the next release or if, if you got time, man, I'd love to chat with you again, man. And, uh, and thank you for checking our stuff out, man. And for the kind words you said, you know, we honestly, we really do appreciate that brother. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Clint, I uh, just want to wish you James, Ted, uh, the mud brothers, Paul and David, uh, who is stone Senate, all the, uh, the luck in the world and God's blessings. And thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic evolution. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, James. Yeah, that's a wrap and a good one at that. Oh, really enjoyed that. Had a great time talking with Clint, checking out their music. Stone Senate, please appreciate them. All the links are in the show notes. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So Ride with me Ride on, ride on We can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on Maybe, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on We can unlock each other's destiny I taste the breeze of freedom It's tingling on my tongue
lock each other's destiny Places that you never dreamed. I'll take you places that were pictures in your mind. I'll take you places. 